Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to the team. team. My name is T-Rex. Who are you? I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? Oh my God. So I was in Milwaukee <laughs> last night and we had to take mm-hmm. the train, which was delayed an hour. And then we were stuck on it and they were doing construction and it took us like an extra 45 minutes and they were stopping and going and all the people on the train are going crazy and I'm going crazy and... No, I was really late, but um, you know what? I will survive. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. And so, um, yeah, and later tonight we have a drag matinee, um, and I uh, have less time to get ready for that than earlier, early, early, nope, than I, than I formerly, how would I say anticipated? Then you, then you previously, previously yes. So, uh, yes, the drinking and not sleeping has obviously had no effect on me. Yay, Milwaukee. So you do seem a little, like, your eyes are really big. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just, like, waking up and, and falling back asleep on a jerky train. Yep. With Ivory, who's, like, puking in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, and what about you? That'll do it. Uh, I had kind of a chill day today. I finally got <laughs> internet in my house, which is only exciting to me, but I'm very excited about what it. I know. What a thing. I've lived there for, like, two months and I haven't had internet and it was driving me crazy. Oof. It's also like a plaster box. It's one of those old Chicago apartments from like the 20s. You also so live in a tent under the I tree. live. Yes, that's right. true. I built myself a little house of twigs and sticks and mud. On and rock spit. and roll. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? You built the city? Oh, I wasn't with you. I'm sorry. Our, I feel like these. We did we great. Come together at some point in this podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, first up, we're joined. Uh, well, both of our guests are with us for the first time. Uh, first up, all the way from from Houston, Texas, Blackberry is here. Hello, hello, hello. The bearded beauty of, of Houston. Houston. Self-proclaimed. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. No that's, one's, yeah, no That's one's what you got to do. Not against it. That's what Pitbull did. No. And now <laughs> so he's Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Worldwide of uh, Houston, <laughs> Texas. Houston, Texas, yeah. Um, uh, how long have you been doing drag? I've been doing drag since uh, September of 2016. And you do it how often? Like four days a week, four or mm-hmm. five days a week. And you're the show director of a lot of places. Yes, I host a lot of shows in Houston. Like I'm, I host probably more shows than anyone else in Houston. The, yeah. Private gigs, all that crazy you're stuff. You're the yeah, herder yeah. of cats. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I am the sealer of fates, too. <laughs> Indeed. And you do lots of community stuff as well. Too much. Yeah. I had to step back a lot. Uh, I yeah. read to kids. I reach out, um, raise money for LGBTQIA youth, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And the Houston scene's been getting more, like, diverse and wackier. I mean, for those who don't know, she's a bearded queen, and uh, you were saying that that's, like, newer in the Houston scene. Oh, yeah. Houston is very uh, pageant-driven. So when I came into the... To the fold, everyone was like, I don't know what you're doing, yeah. but you can't do it here. Yeah. Mm. So I felt very like punk rock of me to like, no, f- fuck y'all. Uh, I'm going to yeah. do it. And I just did it. And they yeah. couldn't deny it. It was just, yeah. Chicago is a, bitch. is like historically such a uh, pageant city as well. Mm-hmm. That's where Continental is from. And then when the weird shit really started to like <laughs> happen, it happened so hard because I feel like when there's one thing going on, there's just such a wave of people going like, well, I don't really see myself in that. I want to do something else. And then when something kind of breaks through right um people just really latch on to that They're like oh weirdo drag you know yeah. so you know it's like the dam just breaks and everybody's yeah. ready for it we've yeah. all been waiting Moses, like parting the seas and yeah right and then the through. punks rush through yeah. <laughs> yeah so now we have them they kind of like are they, they work hand in hand mm-hmm. especially at like matinee you have the weirdo shit and the yeah. classic stuff and 
Yeah. Yeah, I think last time I met uh, Kelly Lauren for the first time, and I was like, that's my twin. <laughs> Isn't um, she from Houston? Yeah, yeah originally she's yeah. from Houston, but I've never met her before. But when I met her here, I was like, oh, yeah, you're amazing. I love your drag. We're twins. So the whole night, I kept calling her twin. And yeah. she's like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Miss, she's Miss Continental the year I was born. Oh, really? 1988. Yeah. I didn't know that that was. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. We are also joined by Cleo Apocalypse. Yo, yo, what's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, right now, you are uh, understudying in uh, Miss... Miss Black for president at okay. Steppenwolf. Will you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's at Steppenwolf. It's at Steppenwolf, and actually, it's an amazing play written by Terrell Alvin McCraney mm-hmm. and Tina Landau, mm-hmm. and they tag-teamed the story. Uh, Steppenwolf was originally going to do Wig Out, which is one of Terrell Alvin McCraney's first plays, mm-hmm. but Terrell felt it was wasn't um, sort of, I mean, I won't say period appropriate, but it just wasn't where we are in the times. He okay. just felt like it wasn't up to date. Mm-hmm. And Tina had happened upon the story of Joan Jet Black, who was a black Chicago drag queen in the 90s, who first ran for mayor yeah. <laughs> in like early 90s or late 80s, and then decided to run a mock campaign with um, uh, uh, queer... Shit. Act up and uh queer I'm I'm sorry. Queer Nation. Queer Nation, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. So they were like doing a mock campaign in ninety two. So she was like a stunt queen just doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. She, was she was the face of the campaign. She was the face of the campaign. And um and so that's kind of how that story happened, but no one knew about it, you know? And yeah. so when Tina happened upon this, she was like, Oh my gosh, and she found Joe Jet Black living in San Francisco and was like I want to write a play about you. So, yeah. and that's how it kind of came to be. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And then when you go to the theater, you're like transported to like 1992. And they were very like site specific on like trying to bring the world of like Berlin into the mm-hmm. space, but then like other Chicago. Uh, oh, wow. bars and clubs so when you go there it's like just like posters and all these different signs it's so immersive it's, it's really, incredible yeah. I saw it once and I'm going back to yeah. see it a second time tonight it's and it's all it's all uh, runway so it's like audience members are surrounded but then there's like the oh, wow. party area where we're like sitting at tables and couches mm-hmm. oh, wow. look, watching the show so oh, it's wow. really cool yeah um, I've actually known you for a very long time. Very long time. You kind of moved away, and then you moved back, and then you just won a bunch of pageants, <laughs> and then blew out of nowhere. Like, you just came stomping in, and now you're doing everything. At Thank this point. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I started drag probably, like, in 2012. Like, I oh, started wow. playing around with yeah. it. And I remember you gave me my opportunity to come and, like, do when they used to do the pre-show yep. at Drag Man Day, which is now Crash Landing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Essentially, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, like, it was... It was so funny because I realized I was doing reveals then. Yeah. And I become like sort of like <laughs> the reveal queen yeah. is my thing. But then I like did a bunch of theater and then I moved to uh, Milwaukee, then came back, then moved to LA, then came back. Chicago's always been home. And then I was just like miserable, like moving back here and just like working a job like you do to make money. Mm. Yeah. And also pursuing acting and just like seeing everyone doing drag. And I was just like, I want to do it. And like seeing now, it's like when I came back, it was like competitions every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to just start entering these competitions. So smart. Yeah. And also in 2017, I won the title of Miss Serenity. 
which for those who don't know, it is a pageant that we have here uh, in Chicago for Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's a really awesome fundraiser. And the people who compete are sober and they're just having fun. But I was there to slay. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. So I got she, my first crown. Yeah. And then went on to win Miss Ros- Roscoe's. Yeah. And now she's current rating. And yeah. now she's in every fucking show. It's true. <laughs> you really are. It's, it's a blessing for sure. Like, I'm just sort of like taking it one step at a time and just reminding myself that it's like, I would not be able to do any of this if I wasn't sober and just like yeah. sane. <laughs> Cause I would just like go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, congratulations. thank you so much. I, I'm fighting every bone in my body is telling me to cheers to that. <laughs> but we're not no, going to cheers to that. You want the cheers. I know you're out of your Capri Sun. What are we going to do? I drink all my Capri Sun. Well, it's fine. Cheers with it anyway. Sun, yes. Your Capri Sun. There we go. Empty Capri Sun Empty packet Capri cheers. Sun, yes. <laughs> Um, all right, shall we jump in? I think we shall. Can I read the first one? Yeah. Um, so the person who asked this question is actually my uh, high school theater teacher. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. She used to be Miss Nega, but now she's Miss uh, Barajas. Um, From North Hutchinson on, Island. Where's <laughs> North Hutchinson Island? I mean, she took us to Fiji. She oh, took wow. Us to I'm sorry, London. what? Yeah, she scammed it to be a school trip. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She came to be a school trip, yeah, and we went to New Zealand. It was sickening. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to look at all the theater in Fiji. We stayed at a resort for four days. (laughs) Oh, scammed that, yeah, man. Um, Come on, Allison, way to go. (laughs) School hated the entire theater department. They're like, yeah, yeah, just go on a long trip. All right, uh, from Allison Brahas from North Hutchinson Island, Florida. Boom. Uh, I'd like to ask Cleo about her current work at Steppenwolf and the relationship she sees between the drag community and the Broadway theater community. That's such a great question. There's so much overlap. Yeah. um, Steppenwolf has been an amazing place. I started my relationship with them in 2010 when I did their school uh, summer program. And from completing that, you know, I just started working in the industry and uh, of acting in Chicago full time. But then I started understudying uh, in 2015. And so I've had the opportunity to understudy there three times. I'm done after this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's been a true gift. And with my drag growing and then with Miss Black for uh, president being what it is, mm. they saw an opportunity to bring me in and help with some of their lookout series. So I got to produce two drag shows in their 1700 yeah. space. Yeah, that's awesome. Which both sold out yeah. days in advance. And the, the people came out and like tipped the girls down. And one of the shows is a show that I started called Drama Queens. And it's a show where drag queens are doing songs, but also monologues and scenes from musicals, plays, and movies. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like, we're all, so there's so many theater ge- geeks who are drag mm-hmm. queens. Uh, the crossover. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It insane. Several insane. of them at this table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. exactly. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, let's get an opportunity, let's have an opportunity to where the drag queens can do these roles that we would never get cast mm-hmm. as, but yeah. we would always want to do, like so play cool. Lady M or like, you know, yeah. get to, you know, be whoever. I mean, the last one that we just did, <laughs> Alexis Bevels did the monologue from Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and slayed it. And then like, it was just, it was just a fantastic show. Um, but I think that, you know, with the drag and the Broadway world, you know, Kinky Boots definitely brought in this mm-hmm. new relationship of bringing drag into musical theater because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like, there's so many actors who've done drag or vice versa. Yeah. So it was like, Kinky Boots was like, one of the first musicals I felt like was doing it 
Right. right. And then head this, over like, heels. Billy, yeah. Billy Porter originated that role. Yes, yeah. in Chicago. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was a pre-Broadway one was here. Oh, wow. And I actually met Billy Porter. He and Annalee Ashford and all of the actors, they're like... Residence was like right across from this coffee shop that I was working at. <laughs> Annalie Asher, who I didn't even know who she was at the time, was coming in every morning to get oh coffee. God. And then one day she's just like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm an actor and I'm dabbling in drag. She's like, oh, I'm going to play about drag queens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we started this like friendship. And then she was like, do you want to come to the final dress? Oh, my God. That's so. Come on, Annalie Ashford. That's fate. It was like one of those things because I was having doubts about acting and drag. And it was just like, it just sealed. And I saw I went to the final dress. Harvey Firestein's there. Cindy Lauper's there. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I was on the floor. I'm losing like my mind. Away from oh my front God. Row. The next day, Billy comes in. Oh my God. And I'm like shaking because I just saw him on yeah. the show and I'm like making his coffee. I was like, <laughs> I just started crying. I was like, I saw you last night. You were amazing. He's like, oh, thank you, baby. And like just so oh, sweet. Oh, that gives me chills. It was so great. And he like started coming in every day after that. And then their last uh, leg of the tour or leg of the show, he comes in. He's like, what are you doing today after work? And I was like, well, you know, I get off at like three. He's like, can you get off earlier and come to the final show. My yeah. God, I didn't think I was going to cry this <laughs> early in the episode. God, what? Yeah, I that's said fake. yes, and I was just like, he was like, here, take my number. So I said, oh my God, oh my God, God. <laughs> Cleo. How long have it's we been crazy. recording? This is like, oh my God. damn. Yeah, yeah. I, wow, and that's just totally like, the tea. It was like one of those things where it's just like, I know that there is nothing but a divine order happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah. Wow. Well, damn. That's incredible. <laughs> so that's my Broadway yeah. story. That was Definitely an incredible answer story. to that <laughs> question. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, now tell your pathetic story. <laughs> I yeah. just want to know, is the black of the very, the sweet of the two? Hey. Uh, spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Should I? Well, not to be outdone, but I just want to say I oh, have no. Nikki, Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray's <laughs> phone number. She yeah. gave it to me in a DM one time. Thank you. You may continue. <laughs> I'm Sorry, what now? Nikki Blonsky from the Yeah, I'm familiar. I wanted to book her for matinee and she gave me her phone number. Oh, and yet you have deprived us of this for years. Yeah, let's call Nikki. (laughs) Yeah, you call Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki Blonsky. We'll We'll make them talk to each other. other. This is so (laughs) smart. I love this plan. All right. And we're back. (laughs) Okay. All right. Should I do this next one? Yeah. Uh, doesn't have a location, so Bobby from the Ether asks, Blackberry, how big is the pageant community of Houston, and how do you find your niche when you don't necessarily fit the pageant mold? Yeah, we kind oh, of, yeah. Yeah, well, like, little. for, uh, in Houston, well, Texas is the biggest pageant state in the United States. Um, everyone that I know in Texas does pageants. We actually just ended uh, Miss Gay Texas America mm. yesterday, and a lot of my coworkers, and a lot of people I um, show direct over, we're competing in the pageant, yeah. and they did amazing. Um, shout out to uh, a lot of the girls. Honeybee, one of my favorite girls, she was top ten. Uh, she slayed it, and a lot of the other new girls did too. Was um, that the one Kylie O'Hara Fatal was? Yes, in? yeah, oh yeah. She was just yeah, yeah literally she, last week um, was fourth runner up. Okay, fourth runner up. Nice. Yeah, she, so she Come made on, top Kylie. five. Yeah. Her gown was stunning. Yeah. She's actually one of. My, I just got her um, on at House of Blues. She's the oh, host nice. of their nice. drag brunch. Yeah, she's fucking um, awesome. Yeah, I love her. She is one of my favorite people. So uh, Texas drag is all about pageants. So you have to have your nails done, hair done, yep. uh, gowns. Everything has to be stoned <laughs> all the way down to your sneakers. Uh, yeah. So when I started drag, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but for years before I started, I made costumes for people. So I knew how to oh, make like 
an outfit. Um, and I decided one day, just going to a show, I just saw everyone not being really good, just <laughs> going through the motions. I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And um, back then, I remember seeing Lucy mm-hmm. on Instagram. Story, and I was yeah. like, if she can do this, I can do this. Yes. So I decided to sign up for a local competition. And my I told myself every day, if I can be just as polished as the drag queens that are hosting this show, mm-hmm. I'll be good. And I ended up winning that drag competition. Uh, I had never put makeup on it in my entire life. You do the most important thing, which is dressing for the job you want, not mm-hmm. the job you yeah. have. Yes. So don't just try to win the competition. You want to level yourself with the people that you want to exactly. be like. Yeah. And I think a lot of the judges could see, like, my makeup was not the best, obviously, because I had no makeup experience mm. when I started. I literally never put anything on my face. Oh. Um, but... I wanted to make my outfits, my hair, my performances all just as good as the people that I know Fuck yeah. killed it in yeah. the city. And once I won, I won my own show, and that turned into another show. The prize was you won your yeah. own show? The prize package, <laughs> which is... Get so, ready, T. You got to bring it in. That is quite the gamble. So, yeah. Half of the bar. So, Next uh, crash landing cycle. You better right. do this. Yeah, the prize package was you. Uh, I got a $200 Mac gift card, okay. a set Ooh. of drag jewelry, yes. yeah. and I got a four-week um, show. So an and audition, was, essentially. Yeah, and awesome. the show was That's successful. Um, That's a fucking great idea. I got to continue to have the show. Mm-hmm. So okay. I ended up having the show for two years, and, well, maybe a year and some change. Okay. Um, I decided to leave from that show, but I, it's because I got so busy with other shows mm-hmm. that yeah. I got. So it just opened so many other doors. Yeah. So I just feel like dra- Dragon Houston is slowly changing. It's not at the level of your other city, but yeah. we're, mm-hmm. we're getting there. So you just have to yeah. be polished. That's it. Mm. As yeah. long as you're doing your job right... People will respect you. Yeah. yeah. They can't I feel that. that. And you do the smart thing where it's it's almost sounds like simple to say it this way, but like if you want to do more in drag, you kind of have to you have to take it yourself. Yeah. Like you have to say, well, I'm actually in charge of this show. And a, a lot of people don't want that uh, responsibility, mm-hmm. but a lot of the heavy hitters in a local drag scene are the ones who go, all right, well, this is mine. I organize it right. now. Yeah. And it is more stressful, but you also get more from that. And if you're and scared, you get to. a co-host. Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. you're a helper. Change. You have to make the change. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah. we want things to be different, but you have to be the <clears> person <throat> that makes it different. That's absolutely So I feel right. like that's what I did when I started is like I wanted to be the person that right. opened the door for other people to make it easier yeah. than the way I had it when I started. Yeah. yeah. And it's helped out a lot. So you can be different. You can be like for myself, I can wear an outfit that, has burgers on it, but it's a completely stoned it's burger. Beautiful burger. Like a completely That's stoned burger dress. <laughs> and then I have like big jewelry, drag jewelry and yes. then I do cartwheels and all this crazy stuff. So yeah. you just yeah. have to be good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be good at whatever you're doing. Just yes. be good at it. It's true. Be good, look pretty. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I, I try that one. I think you're very pretty. Thank you. Um, now do me. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Miranda from Chicago says, uh, where do you turn uh, when you want inspiration for a look? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, you can either or. Yeah, jump in. I always, I mean, I always look at, like, I love looking at couture shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like, those are definitely, like, inspiration for me because I'll, like, find myself Googling, like, 
uh, hoedown couture. <laughs> or like, you know, just like, <laughs> just trying There's to There's always see, someone like, in history that has done a version of that. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to think of like, what's yeah. the craziest thing that I'm like, or the thing that I'm like in, and then like add couture at the end and see what That's, a, that's a really smart <laughs> yeah. Google suggestion. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we're all um, really just like in a fashion blender all the yeah. time. Yeah. And, try, totally. and like everybody's just like taking little scraps out and putting them all together in like a Frankenstein way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pinterest um, is great. Yeah. Pinterest love. Yeah. Pinterest. Very helpful. Yeah. What do you uh, do? So for me, I'm a huge comic book nerd. Hey, like hell yes. Com- I have like a storm tattoo and like a. And you're wearing a storm yes. shirt right now. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> and you just walked in from the storm. I know. That was yeah. Yeah. I, I You're on fire today. <laughs> Look at you. So uh, a lot of my references are either from comic books or like animation. Mm-hmm. I always say that Blackberry is a. Um, Disney villain with a heart of gold. Yeah. So I feel like Disney villains are very like graphic, like yeah. uh, Cruella Deville, Ursula. They're like looks are very graphic, but sometimes they're like really really nice on the inside. Um, it's like a pineapple. in the new generation when they give them their like squishy their, backstory. Their, yeah, their squishy yeah, backstory. Like, oh, there was yeah. a reason she, she had was splinter in her leg. Bullied in high school by by Glinda. Yeah, so a lot of this stuff is uh, either like references from comic books or Disney. Um, a lot of pop culture things like uh, Whataburger just sold to a company in Chicago. Oh. So I made oh. a Chicago uh, really a Whataburger dress. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What company? Uh, I don't. Some investment company that's based oh. in Chicago. Boo. Apparently they have like shirts now and everything that's like Houston's best um, hmm. burger is made in Chicago or something like that. What? And, uh, do we have a Whataburger here? We not don't yet. So. But I'm very excited because yeah. I come here a lot. So yeah. <laughs> you're like, when yeah. is it gonna so happen? Taste of home. Yes. Soon. I don't the have one in my pocket soon. right now. So. <laughs> You didn't bring us that? <laughs> no, it wouldn't have made it. That's, uh, that's true. It's Kim hard tried, to travel with food. Kim tried to bring some back last time. She was at like Rose Room or something. And this was like three, no, not last time. One of the first times, like three or four years ago. And she's like, I got all this water burger. And they wouldn't let me bring it on the oh, plane. Oh, no. And she had like, all, I was like, girl, it would have been like wet as shit by the time you got yeah. there. But she had got all this water burger and they wouldn't let her. I don't know. Because she had all these sauces too. Oh, yeah, yeah. too like, much oh, liquid, Kim. Like, yeah. Kim like, I know. Like put it in the, the champagne. Small ketchup. shampoo right. bottle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should have. They confiscated my Nutella the last time I flew back from oh, New York. And it was wild. a big jar, too. But I thought, That's not a liquid. It's probably they were some like, person no. like downstairs just like right. eating. No, it. literally. Always. And the guy was like, Are those DVDs of The Lord of the Rings or are they books? And I was like, They're DVDs. And he goes, Can I borrow them? And I'm like, What? That's what he said. He was digging through my suitcase with like gloved hands. And he was like, Can I borrow these? And I'm just like, I think maybe he was flirting. I don't know. But anyway, RIP my Nutella is the point of this story. I was, I was coming back from Louisville, and they're like, can we go through this bag? And I was like, oh, yes. But I guess. And they open it up, and it's like eight by tens of me. Like, and then it's like a wig, and the guy's just like, all right, and closed it. Like, opened it and closed it. It's like, don't want to get into this? So yeah, I get that so bad, especially being bearded, like going through like TSA, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't know what you're doing, right. but you don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, Just go through. they get yeah. really confused. Yeah. I'm like yeah. holding dynamite. I'm like, I'm not yeah. I mean, yeah. makeup. They're like, you, oh no, no, no you go lightly ahead. lift yeah. the bang of the wig, and there's black tar heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Got you again, Louisville. One time they thought I was taking a bomb because the jewelry that I had was all laser cut acrylic, like pointy oh, pieces, yeah. and it was all shoved together in a box. And they were like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. And then they pulled it out, and they were like, oh, this is pretty. And they started trying to wear it what? and stuff. And I was like, I gotta make a plane. Yeah. I gotta like get on the 
thing. Anyway, I hate when people. I've yet to travel too. Oh like no, I don't, don't know. Yeah. I'm like wondering. Wait, so you like. you're doing something soon? Uh, you're oh yeah, I'm Bloomington. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited you and Tinderoni. About that. Me and Tinderoni are co-headlining Bloomington's Pride Fest. Oh, that's yeah, a, yeah. wait. So. When is Bloomington? Uh, the end of August So they do it because Of the yeah. school yeah. You know Everyone will be back For school by that time So it should be a lot of fun That's not very normal Bye Bloomington. Goodbye oh, I was blooming to Indiana uh, Bloomington normal I was with you I, that time But I didn't like it I was just like there it. actually I was just there on Monday, Tuesday Doing a commercial With State Farm Ooh. Oh. oh I love State the actor Farm. grind Where you're like I mean Gotta yeah. cash this Staples check And then go back To my day job yeah. <laughs> And now I'm a drag queen again Yeah like so It was insane Like I got back From Bloomington normal On uh, Wednesday mm-hmm. At like 2 o'clock and then I had to like run all these errands for Black Girl Magic that night, and I was just like, "Oh my god, God, yeah." But doesn't that make you feel like a real drag queen? I mean, it like, makes me feel like I'm in the hustle bit. That's yeah. the shit that makes me go, "Ooh, this is like having a real job." Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm, "I'm tired." Like my dad used to come home and be like, "I'm tired," but usually I'm just drunk when I come home, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can do this again tomorrow." But I love when yes. you have like gig after gig after yeah, gig yeah, and ride, you and you're like, fall on your okay, face in the bed. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Do you want to do the next I one? I do want to do the next one. Caramel from Chicago. Yes, Hi, Caramel. Now that bearded drag is, an ex- is accepted as a valid form of drag, when do you think a bearded queen will break into the mainstream? Mm. We'll start with you. <laughs> uh, first, hey, Caramel. I met her in Houston a long, like a, bit, oh, like nice. a year ago. Yeah, she's here now. Um, yeah. Can we also I, have I a moment of silence for her beard? She just shaved she it off. I know. <laughs> she said it R.I.P. Beard. Yeah. Yeah. The Rihanna was sickening, though. I it saw was, the video yeah. of it. It was really, really good. That's why um, I commit to a bit. When it's bearded drag, I feel like it's I feel like it's already here for some people. Like I know there's yeah. someone on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for myself. From being in Houston, um, my biggest hiccup was always people being nervous to book a bearded drag queen mm-hmm. for different straight events because mm. straight people just don't get it. Mm. And but then the bearded drag queen ends up <coughs> sorry being like the audience favorite. No, yeah. it's true. It yeah. ends so, up being like, yeah. yeah. They so, get excited to see something unusual. Yeah, and they like, haven't seen before. If it's been presented in a context that make that sets it up for somebody to understand yeah. it. Like exactly. if they're like, hello, we will present to you these many drag queens and then a bunch of different kinds of drag queens show up, then people are much more, li- especially straight folks, are much more likely to be like, oh, I get that. That's what this is. Exactly. They'll ask questions after, but I feel like and it's I not I feel like you have to problem. also inform them. So for me, yeah. like my first year or two of drag was very difficult getting a lot of like corporate events because mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of hosting for private events, holiday parties, mm-hmm. bat mitzvahs, brisk, <laughs> things like that. Like literally you name it, I've I've done furniture stores, mm-hmm. whole foods. <laughs> Don't tip me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all kinds of crazy thing. The opening of an envelope. Always like when I first started it was oh well we don't know if we want a bearded drag queen. Right. Yeah. We want drag. I know you're good, but we don't know if we want bearded. And now it's not even a question. Yeah. So I feel like we're already, we're already here because they yeah. see you at someone else's party and they they're yeah they're like oh now we we've know, seen that we know thing. this is the person for the it. job he's gonna mm-hmm. do it and yeah. yeah now I I host so many straight things it's not even funny that's awesome like I I I get confused when people are like oh you have a beard I'm like 
Oh wait, I do. What? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> right. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> That's new. Yeah. Oh, the, the whole time. On my face. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time, Daniel. The whole time. I'm like I thought I, I thought I got every spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go home? Do you have tweezers? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That question is interesting, though, because it it also is like, what what is the definition of mainstream? Is that because mm. like for some people, that's like somebody internationally knows who you are. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's there's a bearded drag queen on TV or mm. yeah. there was a bearded drag queen in this commercial. So I feel like there's all these different sh- sort of shifting mile like markers. mile markers. Yeah. And so many of them are, have already been broken down. So like, when is it going to be enough for you people is my question. Like, yeah. when is it well, going to be I know I was in some political ads last year mm-hmm. for uh, reading to kids, mm-hmm. and the Republican Party in Texas tried to make me seem like a predator. <gasps> uh, yeah, it was it was crazy, uh, but everything's good because I have a uh, record. Yeah, um, it, uh, but do you want to talk about any of all that? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I can. I yeah, mean, yeah. Without, you know, We're um, here. It's your yeah. So we did Drag Queen Story Time um, mm-hmm. for maybe like a year. In Texas, and we always had some backlash. We always had a lot of people protesting, and um, I ended up debating the main guy. His name was Big Tex. Of and course, it was like a, a ex bull rider. Oh my god! That Sounds like talk. a really politically savvy, intelligent, yeah. fun yeah, guy. Yeah, it seemed like something from like Fairly Odd Parents or something. Like, Big Tex, the bull I'm rider. here to get these drag queens. Wrangle yeah. yeah. um, cow and chicken. But, yeah. <laughs> it was just really weird. And he was like, "We're we're bullying people into bringing their kids what? to a library." Um, so we had to debate. How dare you and, educate them? First yeah. Of all. Uh-huh. So that was my um, argument back. Is like, well, if you're a community leader, when was the last time you've, you've done something for the community? Okay. Oh. He could not say anything. Oh, so, come on now. Yeah. I was like, when was the last time you read to your own children? Oh like, my well, god, hell yeah. yeah. So I just kept throwing it back to him. So it became like a big thing for a while. So I, I think I got someone. Um, Yesterday, saying that they were using my image in some city in like Memphis or Texas or something, I don't know, somewhere. Um, they're just using my image for a lot of things, mm-hmm. anything to do with Drag Queen Story Time. But we had someone locally that ended up having a history. Um, so, Drag Queen Story Time in Houston is taking a break. Yeah. Um, someone, but someone that was involved with some had a, st- a, had a, a past a, of some things, a past that was not. Known. Yeah, yes. that none of us knew about. Yeah. Um, so the program's taking a break. I've taken a break as well, but I've also been on the news. So I <laughs> feel that like the I'm mainstream? mainstream. Yeah. So yeah. I was using some Pissing ads. Pissing off Republicans is fabulous. It's my yeah. favorite thing to do. It's very fun. Yeah, it's R- lovely pastime. There's yeah. lucrative money to be made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on my resume. So. <laughs> oh my God. Well. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, take a sip of this, right? Yeah, it's so smart. All right, this one's me, right? Mm-hmm. This is from Rob from Chicago. With all the recent racism Connected. in Boys Town, uh, how can we be effective allies in combating it? And I guess I'll go to you. <laughs> As I'm Cleo. like Billy Whopping over here. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's so some. Your yeah. church. Yeah, I church. go to Lighthouse Church of Chicago, and they, along with Affinity Southside and Chicago Black Gay Men's Caucus, teamed up to bring a silent protest to, or a peaceful protest, I should say, to Progress Bar, who recently was made, you know, Facebook news, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a, an email sent by their owner asking the DJs to no longer play rap music. Um, Specifically, they said music that would be played on a certain station. Yeah, versus, WGCI versus yeah. like, you know, 
uh, what is the popular? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Radio. Whatever. Yeah. We don't know radio. Right. <laughs> don't listen to radio. People Podcasts listen to podcasts now. No radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that happened, and actually they did bring a list of demands to the owner of Progress, and he, I believe, met most of them. I think the one that they, yeah, there's still one that I think he's on the fence about, but. Mm. That's kind of like <laughs> okay, but um, but my church, Lighthouse Church of Chicago, is a predominantly Black LGBTQIA plus church, but all are welcome. And the pastor Jamie Fraser is Black and queer and young, and nice. very our mo is like we're passionate about Jesus but serious about social justice, hmm. and they've held up to that moniker since they opened their doors. Um, so now with, you know, with what happened at Progress Bar, now people are more vocal about coming out about what else is happening, yeah. like at Beatniks, you know, on mm-hmm. Roscoe and Halstead. Uh, the owner is very racist and transphobic. Mm-hmm. And then there's also bars that people don't know about that, you know, but it's slowly also starting to shift in other ways. You know, we have Black Girl Magic once a month at Roscoe's, which is awesome. Right. Um, I'm the current reigning Miss Roscoe's, and I'm a black queen, so that's awesome. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as far as um, allies go, you know, I always say, like, you know, if a person of color is talking, just listen to them. You know, don't yeah. try to offer feedback or suggestions. <laughs> you know, just listen to them and ask, like, how can you be helpful to the cause. Um, Right now, I think it's really important that we look at the infrastructure in Boys Town and look at how many businesses are ran by POC people or Mm -hmm. how many managers are there on staff at some of these bars who are POC. Look at the staff. Also look at, I think, a lot of the bars could benefit like diversity training. I think that's the one common mistake we as, you know, the LGBTQI community sometimes forget. They think like, oh, because we are queer, we are diverse, we don't need training. But oh but yes we do. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's just like your experience as a white queer person is very different from mine yep. as a black queer person. And so it's just sort of like, how can we create a safe space in this community that's supposed to be welcoming for all. Um, So yeah, those are some of the things that I'm just sort of like, so I'm helping out with the foundation. They're starting a foundation aside from the church because Jamie Frazier honestly believes that like, yes, we have the church and that's great and people will come to that, but we need a foundation that's separate from the church to get more people involved because he recognizes that people have issues around church. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so he doesn't want the church to dismay people from joining the cause. So um, I will be doing some shows coming up with the foundation. Um, I'll be like hosting and performing and getting more, you know, I think also the Vixen has done such a great job with Black Girl Magic. And Mm -hmm. she's also just very like, yo, we don't need, you know, she's like, have more of these everywhere, yeah. you yeah. know, even in the cities. So yeah. it's not like we can only just have the one at Roscoe's. Yeah. Like we can do an all-black show anywhere, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like people go in for these shows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, support those shows. Support, you know, just support people of color in general, you know. And when you see those microaggressions happening, just make sure you're on the right side of the, yeah. the mm-hmm. fight. And just really, like, if... I think the one thing that I, too, realize is, like, if a person of color says something happened, don't question it. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, no one can really 
understand if you're not a person of color. Mm. So just try and like support and like see how like you can help them, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, let me not talk. I know. About I that. just, li- I'm like, <laughs> I will just listen to you talk yeah. about that all day. Oh, thank yeah. Thank you. Well, you guys made some great strides. And I, right now in Boys Town, the mood of what, the, when you walk into Boys Town, it feels 1 million percent different than mm-hmm. it felt when you walked into Boys Town five years ago, mm-hmm. eight, nine years ago, yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Like, it is very different. And I'm glad that that shit gets like, nipped in the bud now you know it's like it used to be i mean we've known stuff about beatniks for years we've all known yeah and it just now when shit goes down done yeah Yeah. everyone's just exhausted of like hearing about those kinds of things happening and hearing stories from their friends yeah and like being like oh my god i can't believe that happened to you now we just go on our merry way and do nothing like that seems completely wrong yeah Yeah. so i'm glad that we're making moves not to do that anymore yeah community and as a community we're like um we have voices loud enough especially black voices loud enough that the, you can go on Facebook and like understand these topics mm-hmm. better and not just hear what the bar posts on. You know, it's like, right. it's just, right. I feel like there's it, the conversation is so much easier and so it's so e- much easier to understand now. Like, there's yeah, just, yeah. it's it's so much more out in the open where mm-hmm. before it was like, well, I heard this version of the story. Now yeah. it's like, Lucy Stool said exactly what happened mm-hmm. and yeah. is Beatnik's going to come back with some intelligent response? Probably, Probably not. not. Are they going <laughs> to hire a PR person to help them? No. Probably not. Yeah. They, like, no. are they going to change anything? Probably not. You know, yeah. it's like, the, it, it's just nice to hear. And we can know. stop give them, giving businesses like that our money until they change. Yeah. And I've realized too, when I've been saying this in my head and I'm starting to like, also say it, but it's like, we got to stop thinking with our dollars and our dicks and start thinking with our hearts, Mm -hmm. right? you know? And that's kind of like, I feel like that's been the MO in Boys Town a lot, you know? It's just like, if you're not affecting how I get laid or you're not affecting my income, I don't give a fuck, you know? And it's just like, no, we have to give a fuck. Like, we have to, like, come in and lead with our hearts because it's just like, that's the only way that we're going to come together. 100%. All right, one more Let's Party. Okay, great. (laughs) Gardenia from Houston. How does a new queen come up in a city where there are already established slash successful queens? I feel like you both have talked about that yeah. just a little bit, even on this podcast. But like, do you have any direct tips for people that are just starting out besides what we've talked about so far? Make yourself seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go to shows. That's it. Like the best thing you have to support yeah. other entertainers. Because uh, I know a lot of people that have reached out to me for bookings. I've never seen them at any yeah. show ever in my entire life. Can't tell you what they look like, I, how they perform, yeah. who they're friends with, I've are they sketchy? Had a lot of people that have I've booked that I've never met have come to the show and have been rude to me as the host what? of the show. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. So it's like things like you put them on a blacklist. Like yeah. that's it. So you have to make yourself seen. Which is a very her. fun thing to do. Oh. <laughs> when someone does you dirty. Oh when someone God. does you dirty, and you're, you're in the position to make sure that they don't. I am a double Gemini, so I'm the most uh, double Gemini. Person. I'm the most fight person on the face of this planet. So um, that's like my favorite pastime. Is like I, if you done me wrong, you're out of my. I don't even see you. Yeah, I literally yeah. can walk in a room and just was like, <laughs> I don't see you for years. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, just make yourself seen, support other entertainers, but don't support them in the hopes of getting booked. Just support mm, them yeah. to support them. 100%. And then people will see that because I know for myself, the people I book are the people that support me 
So I want to support them. Mm-hmm. Like I love their art. They're amazing entertainers. I want to see them rise up. Yeah. So just yeah. make yourself seen. Yeah. That's good advice. And and what you said, don't just go about doing things because you want to get something out of oh, it. Yeah. Like giving people a, will feel that if it feels transactional. Yeah. Don't do like it. Giving a present and then kind of like keeping your hand out, being like, So where's my present? Right. Like, yeah. If you're gonna do nice things, if you're gonna show up at whatever, just don't expect that just because you put in that time and effort that you're necessarily ready to get yeah. your booking or your, re- you know, like don't, yeah. don't always assume it may everything. not be the opportunity for you. Maybe like, uh, later, like might five months from else. now, I might yeah. think of something and like, I remember that one person mm-hmm. that I saw in the bar. Let me reach out to them. Yeah. 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 So you never times. know. Yeah. And I know as cheesy as it sounds, but it's like, don't give up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's so easy in our industry because it's so, you know, it's like it ebbs and flows. So it's just like sometimes where it's just like, you maybe feel like you never, there's no blue plan for any of us, you mm-hmm. know, but it's just like, there are going to be moments when it's not, the performance isn't going to go the way you want it to, or like, yeah. you know, you don't get booked, but it's just like, keep going at it and just like staying. And that's the thing that I feel like that's happened for my career is like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I've been starting in 2012, but like really professionally, I started like a year ago. Yeah. And it's just like I had that whole time of like six years of being this like incubator phase to like refine my look and refine kind mm-hmm. of like what I want to do and what I want to say. And there's a and reason that it happened when it happened because yeah. exactly. it all yeah. hit so hard. It was like exactly. the universe knew it is time, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you decided and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense so, at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just like don't give up. But yeah, and support, 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 support and like build that community I remember just like recently <laughs> it was just like it was crazy it was something in the like stars or something but it was just like, I just happened to be in the area to pick up a paycheck at like sidetracks but then I was like hanging out with Dixie and Saya and Alexis there and I was like oh it's Ivory's birthday let me pop on over to replay yep. and yep. like everyone was there and then we're like we're all going to Scarlet and then the Scarlet like the whole back bar was like every yep. drag queen yep. in Chicago yeah, that's true. I was like what the hell is going on right now it yeah. was so much fun though but I was just like that's 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 a love that is yeah. like that's a community that is like, just a like cosmic ebb and flow totally and it's just like people it's, it's want people want to be a part of community and and, mm. and it's easier to actually form that than to not like when people have shitty drag communities I was like you actively fought to have a shitty community. yeah okay yeah you were an asshole to people that happening. you yes. decided that people don't make it up unless they kiss your ring or, mm-hmm. or that only you and your friends get these positions people are actively making sure that is a shitty community. People want to have a community where they go out, they see other people in the community, their peers, friends, and it's fun and you keep it moving. People don't want that garbage. And that if it is garbage, it means that there's people in power that are making sure that that shitty vibe maintains. Mm -hmm. Right, right. The places with good communities, you see that and you knock it down. We're like, no, no, we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then it lets the community (laughs) bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Our community, everybody. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's like toxic queens are like a fucking snake bite. And in Chicago, we will suck that shit out. Absolutely. Chicago will not stand for that. It's true. We will suck that shit out. Right, but that's such a great point is that that is a choice that has been made and it, every single time somebody sees toxic behavior in any way, but especially in a drag community because it's so like insular, every time somebody sees toxic behavior, they actively are either making a choice yeah. to accept that behavior, either like mm-hmm. actively or passively, or-, or 
to be like, no, no, we don't do that. And that is a choice that you are making every time, whether you think you're making that choice or not. So, And it's hard to pipe up and do that. But the second mm-hmm. you do it, you will realize people behind you are like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit, yes, right? right? We don't do yeah, that, right? Yeah. So you many people don't say anything. Fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, sure it's not, I mean, it's embarrassing in the moment, but then like, yeah. it's a good thing and everybody benefits. So like, why yeah. not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, don't try to be a martyr every day. No. <laughs> okay. With that said, if you're just getting started, just don't be a martyr. No. This yeah. is a, this Choose is your a, battles. They're this small. is like a, hey, yes, it's not yes, cool yes, situation. Yes, yes. And not a, like, how like, dare you situation. Calm down. Don't go over the top every time. Yeah. There's some that you got to really go to war for, and then some, you know. Yeah. It's not always like that. Really you just whisper to your friends and go, did you see this shit? There's some you put on public and some you don't. Yep. True story. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Short but sweet. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Will you tell us uh, where we can find you online and uh, what big things might be coming up? All right. You can find me on Instagram at the Blackberry with an I. Uh, also at Pornhub at. No, I'm, just, <laughs> um, I'm celibate. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, I'm in. Are you Chicago. really celibate? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> God, no. Oh. Yeah. Don't say that um, on the podcast. I'll believe pe- you. She's a double penetration. Go away. Yes. Like, open my legs and like a bat flies out. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm gonna be in Chicago <laughs> until the 29th, so I'll be all around. Hey, um, should I say every place? I think no. this might come out after you. Oh, okay, well then. <laughs> uh, hopefully y'all see me soon. Uh, here again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Cleopocalypse. That's C-L-E-O-P-O-C. Hey. <laughs> K-A-L-I-P-P-S. <laughs> um, and I will be, yeah, all around the city uh, doing shows. And I have Bloomington, Indiana Pride at the end of August that I'm excited about. And I also have a web series. That's in the works with hey. Open TV and Full Spectrum. Nice. So yeah, so that should hopefully be coming out soon too. Nice. Yeah. Um, love that. Love that. I am T Rex in Chicago on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Drag Matinee every Saturday uh, and XYZ every first Sunday at Roscoe's. Um, at Drag Matinee, we have uh, Pearl coming up on the 24th of August, uh, but it's not Pearl; it's Roxanne. She's <laughs> so jealous. Um, it's gonna be so good. I'm so excited. Uh, and we have like some really big names coming in uh, September, including a show that's entirely top secret. Wow, way to make an announcement about an announcement you're going to make. Well, I mean, we're billing a top secret show. Oh. So <laughs> then you show up and you kind of get you what you get. It. Yeah, that's fine. Wow. It's a lot of, it's, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So don't fine. get your hopes too far up. <laughs> Beyonce's not showing up, I'll tell you. That. So, uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we got Michelle. Uh, oh, so, no. Yeah. Poor Michelle. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> oh, no. So we will, uh, yeah, lots of announcements. Follow uh, Drag Matinee on uh, Instagram. Also, follow the T. Chicago on Instagram yes. uh, and Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, also, we forgot to shout out our champagne sponsors. Oh, did we? It's at the bottom of the thing. We just didn't pop a second bottle, so we didn't think yeah. about it. But Sorry, we can t- no, we'll talk on, about that now. We're on a heart out today, so I know. we're trying to be like really on our shit. So pretend like there's a champagne. Po- can anyone do a champagne? 
<laughs> so the answer to that question is no. Okay. Um, so if you would like to have your name read on the air as a champagne sponsor, you can Venmo us at the Tea Podcast, and we will take that money and we will buy champagne or other beverages to feed to our lovely guests as they come through. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll, yeah, like grapes, we'll like hold right. the, we'll yeah. pour it into their mouths for you. Oh no, um, just Walgreens champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the champagne sponsors for this week are Shannon Monroe and Maximus S. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right. Where can we find Joe? We can find me on Instagram at lucky.stiff. We can find me on Twitter at luckystiff2. That's the number two. And I am at Berlin Nightclub every third Friday for Goddess, which I co-host with Kat Sass. It's a show for kings, queens, and everything in between. Then every fourth Friday, I am at Delirium, which is the 1920s absinthe-themed um, like cabaret variety and drag show that I do and midway through the audience takes a shot of absinthe and then everything goes wacky and every <laughs> and um, also the 50s variety show that I co-produced co with Jimmy Swagger and Boobs Radley is um, every fourth Saturday I believe it's coming back in August I'll tell you what the date is okay all right. And that's it. All right. Cheers. Uh, champagne cheers. and Capri Sun's up. Yay. Oh, there we go. Oh, no. All right. Thank you for being here today. And that's the tea. <laughs>